said something that uh, he said that he's in his 90s and he's living one day at a time. Well, I'm not in my 90s and I'm still living one day at a time. <laughs> I think that's pretty good advice no matter how old you are. One day at a time. The chapter begins and the second verse reads, uh, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. It's one thing to know the Lord. It's really important in this verse for me, and this chapter is about I believe it's about understanding as Pharaoh is unwilling to understand what God has for him. But this word in the second verse, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. In other words, God wants his people to know, not that he is the Lord, they want to know by his signs and wonders, by the things that he does in their lives, how he is their Lord, the Lord God. It's really important. Knowing God is one thing, but knowing how he's God, why he's God, what he's capable of is so important. Think about that God. Think about what that God can do in our lives if we will simply humble ourselves before God. Amen. Which is all that God wanted Pharaoh to do. All right, so this morning uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Do you like to have fun at church? I mean, isn't that the place we should be smiling and laughing? Why do we have to come in here all groveling, oh, I feel so bad. You know what? We can come in feeling bad. You know the church is a giant hospital? My husband and I talked about it the other day. Church is a hospice care facility. We are getting ready to go home. Aren't we all preparing ourselves ready to go home? Amen. We're all in that kind of care. We're helping one another go home. Do you believe that? I believe that. Um, there was a little quote Tom said just the other day. I have to throw this in here. We were talking about Jesus and how he never said a word to defend himself. Tom said, the silence of the lamb. Okay, it's just a, a, a twist on the silence of the lambs. Okay, the silence of the lamb. That's a Tom joke. I just had to throw that out there. So there's, you're smiling. Thank you. You're smiling. That's good. Because today's message, it might not... Uh, leave you smiling, but it's going to make you think about Jesus. It's going to make you think about the Lord. Last Sunday, we did a message on the Holy Spirit and how to pray in the Holy Spirit, and it was a very thick service, and we can sense the power and the presence of the Lord, because you're bringing him in here. He doesn't belong in the, the walls. He's in each one of us, and so... I wanted to bring up the fact that the Holy, Spirit's only, only Holy Spirit can only come because Jesus came. Jesus came and left us the Holy Spirit. And here recently, uh, what's his name? Um, 
gosh, why do I always, I get Charles Stanley and John MacArthur mixed up. Okay, Charles Stanley passed away this week. He is a very well-known television evangelist along, I think he's a Baptist, uh, and he spoke a message, this last message, and I kind of went, scratched my head because it's John chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, and that's exactly the passage that I'm referring to today. So I was so excited that God gave me confirmation that this message was for us today. And it says in, for, in John um, chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Today's message is called, What's in a Name? Because in the beginning God created, and the Word was with Him. The Word is the name of Jesus. Jesus spoke in parables, didn't He? He even said, uh, something about the, the shearers, something about uh, the oil, uh, the, the great prize, the tares, the weed, the talents. He went on and on. And the, the disciples come to him and say, hey, you know, we don't understand what it is you're saying. Can you explain it to us? He says, well, how long do I have to be with you to help you understand? Do you know why they didn't understand? Because they had not yet received the Holy Ghost. So that's why Jesus says, I'm going to leave you the comforter so that you can understand all things. So what did he leave us? He left us the Holy Spirit of power. What? To do great miracles? Yeah, they can lay hands on the sick that they can recover. They can cast out devils. But here's the biggest thing. He says, I'm giving you power so that your names are written in the book of life. He says, don't rejoice that you can cast out devils, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That's Luke 10, 20. There is power in your name. There's power in your name because it is putting you in the book of life. So what's in a name? What's in the name of Jesus? There's a lot of uh, names we can associate with Jesus, and I'll get to that in a moment, but... Philippians 2.9 tells us that every knee shall bow, and it says, a name which is above every name, he shall be exalted. So the name of Jesus is above every name. Acts 4.12 says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. There's so many people out there going, you know what, I don't need Jesus, I just need God. I just go to God, and I talk to God, and, and that's all I need. Well, I don't know who they're talking to because the only Jesus, uh, the only God that I can talk to is through Jesus. That's the God that created the heavens and the earth. So I want to talk to you a little bit about God's names. It's so important to understand his name. Why it is important, because even in Bible study, in our Revelation study, in chapter 6 or 7, I think it's the seven churches, he gave examples of different things that he could be to that church and gave results and such of what they did in that church. It's because he's a God of all things. He wants to give you examples of everything in life so that you can know how to handle those situations. There are over 100 descriptions of the names of God in the Bible. And there are several that we do call him. Elohim is used 2,570 times. 
And it's Elion, Roy, El Shaddai, and Olam. Those are the things within Elohim. Adonai, it's the master lord. He owns all of creation. And Jehovah, of course, covers everything else. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. We sing about that all the time. So the names are important to God. Do you think names are important to God? Because he says to you, we sang it earlier, there's a new name written down in heaven, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Mark 16 says, in my name they shall cast out devils. But again, don't rejoice that you can cast them out, but rejoice that your name is in heaven. So what about your name? I was at the Pentecostal Church of God meeting here in, yeah, last week, and there was a woman, an elderly woman, who has, is a pastor's wife. And we talked for a while, and she said, I said, what is your name? She goes, I'm not going to tell you my name. Just call me Mrs. Russell. I said, uh, okay. She goes, because if I try to tell you my, now remind you, she's got to be 90, 89, 89, 90. She says, I'm not going to tell you my first name because if I pronounce it wrong, my mother would get mad at me. Her mother's not even here. And she's remembering what her mother said about her first name. So she said to her mother, okay, mom, when I get married, I'm just going to be Mrs. So-and-so. She lost her identity. She lost who she is, and she's living through her husband. How many people have been married, and they lost their husband, and now they've lost their identity? That ought not to be so. We all have an identity. We're all going to be given a white rock, as Revelation tells us, with a new name written on it. It's not going to be your husband's name, your kid's name. It's going to be your name. You know, for years and years, I hated my middle name. Does anybody hate your name? Don't raise any hands, okay? Well, I hated Lillian. Ugh. Lillian Russell. Ugh. I didn't want Lillian. Okay. It's Linda Lillian Lang. La, la, la right now. Well, I'll tell you, that was a mouthful. And when I heard that name Lillian, I hated it. And I said, Lord, I hate that name. I had to tell him. And then he turned my heart around and caused me to love my name. Amen. Now I have a business called Lillian Creations because I finally love my name. So name has meaning. Back in the day, name had meaning. You don't call people tether today or rainbow. I mean, people do, but there's no meaning in those names. So let me have some fun with you real quickly. And I talked to... Um, Greg a little bit about it uh, last week. So Greg's name, if you think about it, means watchful, alert, and vigilant. Does that sound like Greg? He's living up to his name. Okay, I want to talk about Butch. Now, I'm not going to use the word Butch. I'm going to use his God-given name, which I'm not going to say because I can't pronounce it. But it says, wonder at the gate, the doorkeeper. What does he do every Sunday? He's at the gate. He's at the door. He's welcoming people. He's our usher. He's our greeter. He's at the gate. He's living up to his name. Ron, get this one. This is amazing. Ron. It's Hebrew for joy, song, singing. All he does is sing, sing, sing. Sandra. Sandra, defender of mankind. 
What was your prayer today? For another, for others. How about Philip? Now, I was looking everywhere, Philip, for a horse. I couldn't find a horse to give to you today because it says you're a friend of horses. I don't know if you are, but that's what it says a Philip is. Emily, hardworking, laborious, and eager. That's her. Jeanette, God is gracious. She's humble. She's sweet. I, I think I sent her a text the other day, if I remember correctly, and I said, I'm walking through the house, and I remembered her being over one day, and she was looking at pictures on the wall, and, and I thought, oh, she is so precious. She's precious to me, Jeanette is. <laughs> James, Jimmy, catcher of the heel. Okay, now let me say this to you. Wait a minute. Gloria. I need to put Gloria in here. Immortal glory, praise, and honor. Okay, that's glory. And matter of fact, if you look at Gloria, it's glory, God's eternal splendor and majesty. So, I think she lives up to it. My husband, Tom, he's a twin. Everything he buys, he buys two of. <laughs> I'm serious. He's got one here and one here. I'm like, mm. everything he has two, and he lives up to his name. And my name, Linda, prosperity and healing. See, it also means pretty. I never felt pretty. I always felt ugly. I never thought I, and I look back at pictures and going, you're kind of pretty. But at the time, I never thought I was. Matter of fact, I would actually date the sketchy, raunchy, biker type individuals. You know, the kind that their pants are hanging on the ground and, you know, their hair is all messed up. That's who I hung out with because I thought that's, that was my level. Until one day somebody told me, you can do better than that. See, sometimes people say things to you. How about, do you, do you remember being called anything in school? Do you remember being called nicknames or, or anything? I had some pretty bad names. Tom had a name. He was, I'm going to say it out, retarded. So they kept him back because he was slow. No, he wasn't slow. He just didn't speak. So they thought there was something wrong with him. So he got a label. So what does he do now? Is he quiet? Oh, yeah. He doesn't talk much, does he? He's been like that all his life. He used to ask questions after questions, have his arm raised in school, and one day he got shut down and he never asked another question. He's in his 70s, and he's still not asking questions. He's quiet. What we hear in our life, what name you are called, is what we're going to live up to. But I got good news for you because we're going to get a new name, and it's written in heaven, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Isaiah 62 says this, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt make, be called a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. It's going to be powerful when we get there. And we talked about it in a Bible study. You are going to get a stone, and you're going to have a new name. That means something very personal, doesn't it? Right, Butch? You were talking about it being a very personal thing. So did anybody in here change their names recently? Eric changed it to Justin. Because he took the old Eric out of life, and he started new with Justin. Were there names changed in the Bible? Sarai to Sarah, Abraham to Abraham, Jacob 
to Israel. See, we may be stuck at birth, and I wanted to bring Jimmy up in, uh, right now, James, that name, catcher of the heel, because he doesn't live up to that name. I think he's got a new name. God's giving him a new name written in heaven. He's got a white stone with his name on it. We might be stuck at birth with this name. We can live up to that name, but do not let that be your label either. You know, there's these tests, these, these tests where you take um, emotional tests. You know, are you sanguine, melancholy, uh, all those things that you can be. I think they do it in businesses to see what kind of personality you have. And you go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this personality. Well, you know what, people? Let's just drop that because you might be that now, but that's not who God wants you to be. You can change those areas and become stronger in the areas you want to be strong in. It's kind of a good thing to look at, but don't stay there. Don't stay stuck in those labels. Isaiah 62 says this, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and the, all the kings thy glory. And you shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall say. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. Some of us feel like we're outcasts, we don't belong, we're nobody, we're rejected, we're abandoned. And he says right here, you will no longer be forsaken. Because he knew you were at one time. He doesn't want you to feel forsaken. Praise God. I have a friend named Casper McLeod. He's a, a virtuous guitarist. He, he paints. He's amazing. But he witnessed his father murdering his mother in the kitchen. His name was Michael at the time. And he didn't want to identify with that anymore. And he's a pastor now. So he changed his name to Casper McLeod, erasing his old stuff, erasing his old memory. He's, it's still there, but he it doesn't identify with it anymore. You know what we need to identify? We need to identify with the name of Jesus. Amen. Period. If I go out into the world and I'm feeling depressed and sad and lonely, is that the character of Jesus? No. So I have to stop and say, Lord, am I in the character of Jesus right now? We need to stop and ask ourselves those questions. What are we doing with Jesus? You know, when Charles Stanley gave his last message, it was on John 1. And the question he said, what are you doing with Jesus? It's, it's one thing to know him, but what are you doing with him? And that's what we have to ask ourselves. What are we doing with Jesus? How do we use the name of Jesus? We sang it earlier. Take the name of Jesus with you wherever you go. Take him with you wherever you go. It's up to you to decide to keep him or not. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks. Being thankful. Second Chronicles says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, and I will hear from heaven, I will forgive them of their sins and heal their land. Now we're getting into the National Day of Prayer coming up, and that's normally what they talk about is, if my people which are called by my name. And it's an if, there's an if there. So it's a decision we have to make. 
What name are we going to listen to? What name are we going to identify ourselves with? Are we going to allow our past to identify who we are today? Psalm 128.8, I like this. I found it this morning. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, we're talking about it in the Bible study today. Who's in charge of the earth? The devil? No, God is in charge of all the famines, the, all the stuff that happens, the plagues, all the things that are going on, the climate change. He's allowing these things to happen because it has to for him to fulfill what he's going to do in the end. Yeah, he might use us. He might use our yucky ways and the way we do things and all that, but it's not us. It's God allowing it for his glory and his purpose. Psalm 138.2 says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth, for you have magnified thy word. You have magnified your word above your name. Okay, we thought name, the name was the best and greatest and all that. It is, but he's even saying, but my word is greater than my name. You obey my, my word and you are obeying my name. You are in my name. And then in the day when you cry, when we cry to him, he will answer us and strengthen us. Because it's his word. His word, his word, his word, and his name. See, we can't access the word without his name. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. You're reading your Bible and you go, I, I can't understand what it says. I don't understand it. It's because we need the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ for you to see with those little glasses. I remember when I first got saved, I was reading the Bible and I'm reading the King James Version, the these and the thous and all that. I was, telling, I was telling Diane back there, I said, you know, I got one of those Gideon Bibles out of the hotel. She goes, you mean you stole it? I go, yeah. <laughs> but it was given to us. It's, it's in there for us to take, right? So I, I said, yeah, I started reading it, and I didn't understand it. And so I heard the Lord say, well, put on your Holy Ghost glasses. So this is what I did. I had to literally put on my glasses. And it made sense. And the good news is that he's only going to tell you what you need to know. If you don't understand something in the moment, do a little study. Otherwise, skip over it and move the next thing. Because the next time around, it'll make sense. Because now you're in that position to receive what it is he's going to say. See, the Bible is alive. It's going to tell you what you need to know. So if you think, oh, I don't understand any of it. Well, you probably understand some of it. Just keep what you know and move on. So we may have identified with things in the past. You know, I remember being called names. I was called Frankenstein's wife. Oh, yeah. I used to have really thick hair, and I put it in a big bun way up here. I was like in the sixth grade. And I'm walking home from school, and this guy on the, uh, that I went to school with is sitting in this house. He's going, hey, Frankenstein's wife. Now, that stayed with me forever. So in later years, before I got saved, I'm in a bar. There he is. He came over to ask me to dance. I go, um, remember me? I'm Frankenstein's wife. And I turned around and walked away. <laughs> hey, you know, those words will come back at you. My dad used to call me names. Did your dad ever call you names? Stupid, idiot, 
you're worthless. Well, maybe he loves you. Maybe he told you wonderful things. That's awesome. Well, my dad called me a bum magnet. He called my girlfriend across the street Twinkle Toes. Now, I'd rather be called Twinkle Toes, but I was called the bum magnet. These are things that stick with you. But again, I had to choose to identify myself with Jesus' name, Amen. with who he is, because he wants us to change in his image. So did that name get stuck inside of you? I want to pray for you. Because the only name we're to be identified with is Jesus. And so in closing, I want to pray with you in this name of Jesus. Father, we ask you, Lord, to be with us as we identify ourselves in who you are. Only in you. You're the only one we need to identify ourselves with. We might have been called names. We might have even been living up to those names. But you're giving us a new name. It's written down in heaven. And we're going to know what it is one day. So right now, Lord, I ask you to help each person to let go of the names they've been called, the, the names they've even called themselves, Lord, and let them be identified with who you are in their life alone. Because then and only then we'll be able to go forward and live the life in freedom and joy and peace. Because all those things pouring, pouring out into our brains can make us miserable. So, Lord, I ask you to flood their hearts and their minds with your power, your presence, and your love. 